1: Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a close look at the Disney Dining Plan, evaluate how much it costs, whether it's worth the cost, and whether it's right for you and your family. Final episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime, Disney at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies.
0: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
1: Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we've gotten lots of questions about the dining plan, and I've used it a couple times now, so I feel like I have enough experience that we just talk about the Disney dining plan, what it is, how much it costs, when it is beneficial, and how you can maybe save money with it. So we definitely want to tackle that. Full disclosure, Leslie and I are not big Disney Dining Plan fans unless you can find some way to make it worth it. However, I understand that it is something that people really like to use and people are very interested in learning more about at least trying to figure out whether they should use it. So we thought it'd be a good thing to cover. Before we get started, I did want to thank one of our newest patrons, Emma H. Thank you so much for your support. Emma H. just signed up on Patreon, so thank you so much for subscribing. Emma, along with all our other patrons, will receive bonus content. You can check that out on patreon.com slash DisneyDecipher. But I also want to give a shout out to Nick S who gave us a one-time donation on PayPal. He sent us a really nice email saying that we had helped him to plan his vacation and uh, sent us a donation. You can also find that on the Patreon page or on our main webpage, DisneyDecipher.com. Thanks so much to Nick and Emma. We really appreciate it. And uh, let's get to the show. So Leslie, it's a switch chair day. I've done all the research on dining plan and I think I'm the only one of the two of us who has used it regularly. So ask me some questions.
0: Alright, I'm just so grateful that you have done this because my brain has limited space for Disney information and I just have not cared to max it out with dining plan. Uh,
1: that's what I do. I'm here that's what I'm here for.
0: That's right. All right. So for folks who are coming into this totally you know, new, what is the Disney dining plan? Give us the basics first.
1: All right. So the Disney dining plan, number one, is for on-site guests only. So you have to be staying at a Disney World Resort hotel. And so what you do is you book your hotel and then you can add your Disney dining plan to make it into a package. You can do this while you're booking online if you add tickets to your hotel. But one thing people don't know is that dining plans can be added to hotel reservations, even if you don't buy the tickets through Disney World. To do that, you have to call Disney after you've made your hotel reservation and say you want to add the dining plan and they will convert it to, I can't remember the name exactly, but I think it's called like a dining plan only package or something like that. When you add the dining plan, or if you have added tickets to your Disney World hotel, it turns your reservation into what's called a package. That means your cancellation window is 30 days before your trip Instead of five days. So that's something that you need to keep an eye on. Besides that, you basically pay up front for your food. You get a certain amount of credits that you can use for food when you sign up for the dining plan. Gratuities are not included, and you must buy the dining plan for every day of your vacation. So if you have a four-night stay, you have to pay for four days of the dining plan. You can't just like have it for half your stay. So those are the basics. Any other questions or things you think I might have missed, Leslie?
0: So do you recommend for folks who want to say buy from undercover tourists to save money on their tickets? Is it worth the hassle to do that and have to go, you know make the phone call and all that good stuff?
1: Personally, for me, yeah, it is. Oh, I should have also added if you have an annual pass, you can add it to the reservation online while you're booking. I don't mind calling, Um, you know, you listen to some more American Adventure music, they're still always playing that for me. I don't know if they're trying to say something to me or something doesn't take super long. But you know, I know people do like to pay for convenience as well. So we'll get to it later. But there are reasons why I like to wait before deciding about the dining plan.
0: All right, Joe. Well, I vaguely know that there are all these credits that are involved in the dining plan. Tell uh, clueless folks like me what that means and how Disney keeps track of everything.
1: Yeah. So you can kind of break the dining plan. So it's not like you get it's not like uh, when you're in college and you get like $200 to use a week. Actually, it's a pretty good example. Uh, you know, if you've been to university, you get credits that you can use at Disney World restaurants. And so there's three types of credits. There's something called a quick service credit, which you can only use at a quick service restaurant. So someplace like Casey's or my favorite Columbia Harbor House or Satuli Canteen, you know, those counter service places. So quick service credits are used for that that comes with an entree and a drink. Typically, table service credits are used for sit down restaurants. So table service restaurants, that includes the character buffets, restaurants where you sit down like Topolino's at night, although that's worth two. We'll talk about that later. Places like Sanaa at Animal Kingdom Lodge or Kidani, technically, you know, so table service credits are for sit down table service restaurants. And then finally, there are also things that I call them any time credits or any service credits. Those are credits with the higher priced plans that can be used for either quick service or for table service. On top of that, you also get snacks, which can be used for snacks, which are notated at carts and kiosks with a DDP sign. It's like a purple little icon. And you also get one refillable mug.
0: Okay, that's already a lot of moving parts to keep track of. So let's just dive in. Tell us the different types of plans that Disney sells. Let's break down the different choices that people can purchase.
1: So the first is the quick service plan that costs $55 for adults and $26 for kids. If you sign up for the quick service plan, you get two quick service credits. So basically two counter meals and two snacks per day and also one refillable mug. And I meant to say this, your credits, although you receive them per day, can be used on any day of your trip. So if you're on a four day trip, you get eight quick service credits, but you could eat eight meals at counter service in one day if you wanted to. So, you know, it's just an allotment you get for your entire stay.
0: That seems like a lot of food already. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, that that will be a recurring theme. All right, moving on. The regular dining plan costs $78.01 for adults and $30.51 for children. That gives you one table service credit and one quick service credit per day, two snacks and a mug. For that one, you get the table service credits, which you can use at character buffets or sit down restaurants and quick service credits that you can use at counter service restaurants. And so you can kind of split up your food that way. And so you can get a little more Of the fancy dining, or if you want to go to a character dining and character buffet, you get the chance to do that.
0: All right. So I know Disney just added a new level. So what's the next tier up from the regular plan?
1: Yeah. So the new level is called the Disney Dining Plan Plus. That is $94.60 for adults and $35 for kids. Again, you get two credits per day, but now you get two of these anytime credits or, you know, any type of food credits per day. So you can use them for quick service or counter service. You don't have to decide which one you want to use them for. For example, again, let's say we have a four day trip. For the regular, I would get four table services and four quick services. For the plus, I'm paying a little more, but I would just get eight credits and I could use them for eight table service if I wanted to, eight quick service if I want to, or seven table, one quick. And so you kind of have a lot more flexibility with that plan.
0: Got it. All right. And then what's the big daddy of the dining plans? What's the highest level?
1: That's so funny. I was thinking the big mama jamma, but uh, (laughs) it's the deluxe dining plan. That's $119 for adults per day, $47.50 for kids. That's three of the anytime credits. And again, all these plans come with the two snacks per day and the mug. But again, these three anytime service credits can be used for quick or table service, whatever you want. But the difference with the deluxe dining plan is that for their table service credits if you use it at a table service restaurant you can also get an appetizer for all the other plants that have table service credits you only get an entree drink and a dessert but for the deluxe you can also add an appetizer to that
0: just in case you haven't had enough food yet
1: (laughs) yeah it's a it's a lot of food. Um, also, one more thing that I missed is most restaurants that are table service restaurants only take one table service credit. But there are some called signature dining restaurants like California Grill that take two table service credits. So you have to kind of factor that in those as well. And a lot of people who get the deluxe dining plan do a lot of those, you know, fancier signature dining restaurants.
0: Yeah, that makes sense because chances are you aren't going to do three table service restaurants every day, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. like that, every- Or
1: even three quick service restaurants. It's right. a lot of food.
0: It's a yeah. lot of food. So, yeah, it does make sense to double up those credits for the signature experiences for sure. All right, Joe. I mean, the big question after hearing all these numbers and hearing about how much food it is, is the dining plan worth it in your view, having now used it a couple of times?
1: Generally, it is too much food it's a lot of food like you're not going to eat three meals a day plus snacks like you know if you sit down to one of those character buffets You eat a lot of food and you get your soft serve ice cream there and then you're going to go out and then two hours later eat like a Mickey bar. I know that Len Testa on Disney Dish the other day said that teenagers eat like insane amounts of food. But if I'm not a teenager, I don't have the metabolism of a teenager. It's really tough for me to eat that much food. And of course, I have a seven year old who eats way less food um, and she's going to be a quote unquote adult in three years. And there's no way she's going to eat enough food to justify how much you're paying and how much it costs. And so in a lot of ways, I do not think it's worth it. And when you do the numbers, you're kind of only saving money to me on the kids' food. So that's pretty easy to point out. A typical character meal or like the cheapest character meal for a kid is $27. And then on the regular dining plan, you pay $30 for a kid. So if you think about it, even throwing out the snacks at the mug, if you pay $27 for a character meal, you get a quick service meal for 3 bucks for a kid. That's pretty good. I did some calculations. On average, if you use the quick service plan, you're paying about $15 per meal, which you know is about how much you would pay if you're eating at quick service counter service restaurants. For the regular plan, you're paying $31 a meal. That's about $60 total per day. Again, if you do one table service, one quick service, you're at about $60. For the plus plan, you're paying $40 a meal. And for the deluxe plan, you're paying $35 a meal, but you know that's for more meals. So if you use all your credits, you're probably going to break even. The thing with the dining plan is it is quite likely that you will not use all your credits. Like, who wants to eat that much food when it's 90 degrees in Florida in June?
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I always see people, like, at the shops at the end of a trip who have a dining plan who are, like, buying all of these, like, Rice Krispie treats or something to take home. And I presume that's because they have, like, unused snack credits galore. Is that is that what they're doing?
1: Yes, uh, we we like to use it on the Goofy Gummies. Uh, we find those are very worth our snack credits at the end. I mean, last time I used the dining plan, we had so many snack credits. My sister bought like a $2 box of cereal or something like that for a snack credit. And I was like, whatever. We have like way too many, so it doesn't matter.
0: All right, Joe. Well, let's get to how to save money on the dining plan because thus far, I guess I'm not convinced that it ever would make sense for me, but I know there are ways to sort of hack it around the the fringes and save some money. So tell us what your tricks are.
1: Yeah, so... The first way that you can save money on the dining plan, one thing that I need to point out is that right now, as of recording, they do not regulate who you use your dining plan credits for. So, for example, on my last trip, I said I got the dining plan, but I was in a room that had the dining plan. My parents and sister family were in a room that did not have the dining plan, but I paid for their dining with my dining plan credits. So. When you think about that, you can think about how you can use up those table service credits and use them up well without overeating because I paid for my parents' and my sister's table service food with my table service credits. So that's the first way to save on the dining plan. That kind of makes sense?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So this really only works if you're going with a bigger group. You have multiple rooms and – you're splitting it up among a bigger group of people.
1: That's right. and But even if you just split it with like one other person, like to me, the biggest issue with the dining plan is you just probably would not eat that much food if you were paying out of pocket. However, like I understand, you know, some people like to pay upfront so they don't have to worry about it. Also, you know, maybe budgeting is easier that way. If you have even one person at one meal that you can pay for their meal, it just makes your life a little bit easier. And if they pay you back, even better. And with family, you know, I guess with family, I didn't make them pay me back, but you know. I felt like we are as a larger family unit, we were coming out ahead.
0: Fair enough. All right. So any other money-saving tips we should share?
1: Yeah, so the second money savings tip I would give is if you are on a split stay, like if you're staying at Disney World for a long time, like I know people like to move hotels. Well, if you time your character meals or your table service meals with your split stay, you can get away with a dining plan. So let's say I was staying at one Disney World hotel for two nights, and then I was moving to a different hotel or even off-site for the next three nights of my trip. And people do this all the time, especially when they're at Disney World for like a week or so. If I just put the dining plan on one of my stays and front load or back load, depending on what the case is, my table service, my character buffets for the times when I have the dining plan, then I can save money on those. And I'm still not overeating because, you know, I'm using them for meals that I plan to use. You know, with my kids right now, like we're not going to go to Disney World and not go to a character buffet anytime in the near future. With a split stay, I could save some money using the dining plan doing that.
0: Got it. And you can only use the credits though- that sort of are on the arrival to the departure day of the stay that you have it listed on, right?
1: That's right. You, you can use them starting from check-in day until your checkout day. And so you have to use them all. For example, if you just have like a one-night stay at the beginning of your trip, but you arrive at like 10 a.m., you have one day's worth of credits to use from 10 a.m. on that first day till whenever on the second day, so...
0: Yeah, so that makes sense. So you really just do, can't, I guess you could just micromanage when you're going to put the most expensive meals that are going to give you the most value for the dining plan um, and just put them on those days for the stay that you're buying the dining plan on. That makes that makes sense. But it does require, I mean, truly an extra level of planning for people. This is when you're getting out the spreadsheet and figuring out which park and which reservation and at a whole new level, I would say.
1: Yep. You pay for the simplicity. If you want to make it work financially, you got to do the work. I mean, it's not super hard, and there are definitely calculators out there that are helpful. But it is some thinking needs to be done to maximize it.
0: This is the kind of stuff you love. Let's be honest. All right, I do love it. (laughs) All right. So, what about where does alcohol figure into all this? Because I know uh, there is alcohol at Disney.
1: There's alcohol almost wherever you want it now at Disney World. That's a mild exaggeration. If you drink a lot of alcohol, which I do not, I think if I had my druthers on a Disney World trip, I'd probably only drink one alcoholic drink like over the course of a four or five day trip. That's just kind of like the way I am. Maybe more if I get to go out with my wife or something like that, if she even goes to Disney World with me. But when I'm with my kids, you know, I kind of need my full faculties. It's already hot. I'm dehydrated anyway. So I don't drink that much. However, if you like to have alcohol with your meal, whether you're getting a quick service meal or a table service meal, each of those credits come with one, I guess, alcohol allotment. So you can have a drink with your meal and then you, you do end up saving money uh, if you're going to buy alcohol anyway. Because like I said, for the quick service plan, for example, you're spending about $15 per meal using your quick service credits. Well, it's about $15 to buy a quick service meal at any restaurant. But if you add a 7 or $8 beer on top of that, you know, you're coming out ahead.
0: So for folks who don't drink alcohol, can they get like the more exotic non-alcoholic drinks as part of the plan?
1: Yeah, it depends on the restaurant. And so for some of them, like at Topolinos, I was they have one of those drinks that has like a light-up cube in it. I I guess I didn't exactly confirm, but I was pretty sure that that drink would be covered even for my kids under the dining plan and I wanted to get it for them, but they didn't have it. So I was like, "Oh, great. Thanks for nothing. I guess we'll drink juice." What a waste.
0: <laughs> what a waste. All right. So, I mean, I guess the, the, this starts to become more worth it if you're somebody who likes a lot of drinks. I mean, me, I don't want to drink my calories, so it's Diet Coke all around. But uh, yeah, I guess there's there could be some, some value here for bigger drinkers.
1: Yeah. Not for me, though.
0: All right. One more question before we close it out, Joe. How does Disney di- differentiate, if at all, between kids' credits and adult credits?
1: The way that Disney keeps track and you keep track of your dining credits is on your My Disney Experience app. And it'll tell you you have X number of table service credits left, X number of quick service credits left, et cetera, et cetera. And they split those out between kids and adults. So you will say have, for example, four table service credits for adults left, four table service credits for kids left, or that's what you start with. So they separate them out and they're pretty big sticklers now about using the right credits for the right size people. One thing that you can do is you can, Use quick service credits. Uh, Obviously, you're not sending your six-year-old up to buy food. At a counter, those quick service credits need to be used on kids' meals. So you pretty much are kind of stuck buying kids' meals or adult meals if you're at counter service. At table service, they'll just charge you for whichever one is the correct.
0: All right, Joe. Well, we are up to the Disney do's and don'ts. What do you have for us?
1: All right. So my Disney do is I like to say – Unless you need to do it for budgetary reasons, again, don't decide you are going to do the Disney Dining Plan until you're absolutely sure that's what you want to do. I suppose you can book it in advance uh, and cancel if you decide you want to cancel. But again, there's that 30-day cancellation window. My actual suggestion is if you can, just wait till two to three days before your trip and then book it then and then just kind of stick with that. That's just personally how I think of things. A lot of things can change between when you book your trip and when you actually go. You know, maybe things change monetarily or whatever. I like to like save putting my money down until I'm absolutely sure I'm going to use it. Because again, you have the ease of not having to worry about paying for food when you get to Disney World by buying the dining plan. But it's probably going to cost you more money. So I say wait till the last possible minute.
0: Fair enough. But I guess you should still be making your dining reservations as if you are going to have the dining plan so that you can get those like hot character meals or things like that.
1: Of course, of course. 180 days. Also, bonus, don't don't forget the sunk cost fallacy. Once you've paid for your dining plan, don't go to extra meals and eat them just because you want to get the full value. Just do whatever works best for your family because you're not getting that money back. Um, and so, you know... Donut, don't go nuts using up all your credits. Do use up all those snacks, though, to buy all that candy that you're going to bring home.
0: I think we have a new forced march, like the forced march of <laughs> eating or gluttony, something. The forced march of gluttony. The, for, the forced march of Disney buffets.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, don't do that. All right. Have you used the dining plan? Do you like using the dining plan? Let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Other than that, Leslie, I will see you on the force March of Gluttony, now coined.
0: Thanks, Joe.